Welcome to the Women in Leadership Body, Mind, Soul, and Business Podcast. I'm Charlie. And I'm Heather. And together we are working to connect women in leadership and business, empowering each other, improving the health and wellness of our community, body, soul, and mind, connecting to the heart and soul of who we are and what we do. It's Mindset Monday! Woo! Monday! You guys know this is our favorite day of the week to get things going in a positive direction with a positive mindset. And we are on the last chapters of the Path of the Yoga Sutras and 52 Small Changes for the Mind this week. I'm so proud of us. Me too. Do you guys see that? Like, I know that if you're listening, you know, these are pretty good sized books and Mm -hmm. we just went through them with you guys over the course of the last year. Yeah. Yeah. Just one chapter a week. That's pretty cool. It's that it's been a commitment for sure, but it's been super awesome for growth. And I hope you guys have enjoyed that too. For our next season to wrap up through the end of the year, we're going to do the four agreements and the four agreements companion books. So we're going to dive deep into the four agreements and the total Toltec wisdom. Yeah. I'm really excited to hawk and really get in there even deeper. Dig in as we move into the end of the year. Yeah. It's exciting. It's it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Um, So this week from the Path of the Yoga Sutras by Nikolai Bachman, our sutra topic this week is Kaivalya or permanent oneness. Ooh, and for 52 changes. For 52 Small Changes for the Mind by Brett Bloomingthal, we have Have a Generous Spirit. Mm. What we have done for ourselves alone dies with us. What we have done for others and the world remains and is immortal. Mm. I think um, I think we should talk about having a generous spirit before we get into the permanent oneness. Okay. okay. I think that's feel? a great idea. Okay. All right. We're going to go for it. So why why is it? important for us to have a generous spirit. So um, giving um, of your time, energy, and money has power to increase happiness and reduce the risk of depression. Mm -hmm. It decreases stress and it strengthens relationships. So if you can um, cultivate a generous spirit in your family with the kids, all of the things, right? Mm -hmm. Um, uh, What happens is that we are biologically wired that when we are feeling um, generous and having generous spirit mm-hmm. to be happier. So it releases the happy hormones. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah. So the act of being generous has chemical and biological changes within your body that are good for you. Yes. Yeah. So this is something you can, you can do. So being generous, and and, uh, usually that involves um, helping other people, Mm -hmm. has just a profound effect on your own psyche and biology as it may on the person who's receiving the the gift of that generosity. Right. Isn't that cool? So it affects them and it affects us is that yeah is that right like the effect effect like wow mm-hmm. yeah it's that um oh gosh every 
action has an equal and opposite reaction. It's science, right? right? So when we are giving to others, that doesn't mean that we are giving something away of ourselves. It just means that we are also receiving, but in a different way. Yes. Pretty cool. Action. It's good for us. It's good for us. To be generous. Wow. That that's powerful in and of itself. So, um, how how can we cultivate more of that? Mm-hmm. So that that's the next part here. Um, so remembering when. So this is really great to remember. Like when we do our meditations and things, we talk about your brain, re- like doesn't know the difference between being there and practicing being there. Mm-hmm. So. If you're practicing going back to a time when you were generous, you're cultivating that. And then you can think of more new ways to to be generous in the present. Mm -hmm. When you recall those memories of being generous, you can feel that like little flutter in your heart, in your heart mind, you know, that feels good, right? Feel how that feels. Like, really pay attention to how that feels in your body. Like, oh, I remember this time when I did this thing for someone else. And feel how that feels in your body. pretty cool it is pretty cool and then that awareness Mm -hmm. you want to bring that to the new situations there's Um, there's a tiktok going around right now about like giving yourself a little dose of serotonin (laughs) dose of serotonin that uh that generosity those memories of being generous generous how that cultivates that serotonin yes Um, Start at home. Uh, Many people in our lives can use warmth and compassion and generosity. And I think this is important too, because sometimes when we're at home, these are the people we're most comfortable with. So Mm -hmm. they see all sides of us. Mm -hmm. So remember that you want to feel generous at home. Mm -hmm. So that cultivating that and then helping others in your circle cultivate that. Right. Because we learned that for every one woman we help, we're helping five other people. Yeah. Because we affect each other. That's pretty cool. It is very cool. So be proactive. The best way to show love and generosity is through your actions, allowing, um, telling someone um, you support them or love them. Um, is is great first step um, to show them that you mean you know show them show them appreciation yeah. you know being like hey I just wanted to let you know that you're doing amazing job and I'm really proud of you I was thinking of the day like that we were um, in the line at the coffee shop and the wow that airplane must be really low over my house right now no, we don't live near an Air Force base, naval okay. base. Okay. okay. Let's go back. I'll cut it out. Let's <laughs> So I remember the day that we were in line at the coffee stand and we could see the gal was just on the verge of mm-hmm. like tears. Tears. Like she was not in a good spot. Like, but then we just like complimented her outfit and gave her a couple of, you know, little, 
you look good. You know, yeah. wow, it's super cute. Your hair is adorable. I don't remember what we said. I don't yeah. at all, but instantly her whole mood and energy shifted. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It took her right out of that panic. Mm-hmm. That almost losing my mind moment. Mm-hmm. And she, you know. And we don't know if the person before us or a couple of people before us were awful right. to her. And that's why she was just on the verge of tears, but. Or whatever was happening in her personal, you know, it could have been anything. Like, you know, you can be generous with your kindness, yes. with your words. So you can be proactive. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> surround yourself. And I think we do a lot of this in our group. We <laughs> so, do. so cool. Surround yourself with other generous spirits. Yes. Kindness is contagious. It is. And working together on like compassion projects and things yeah. like that's important. Mm-hmm. Um, volunteer with passion. If you have time and most of us do, I don't think we have any more time, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, life, life lets me know <laughs> that you all of a sudden have more time, uh, but there's ways to give and volunteerism. And that's a lot of what we do with the, our podcast and a lot of what we do um, with our cause of the quarter, right? These mm-hmm. are ways that we're giving back and we're making sure that we're giving in our community as um, entrepreneurs, accepting generosity. Oh, this is the hardest part. It is so hard for us to accept generosity from others, but I feel it's really important. It's just important as giving it Mm -hmm. is to be able to feel it when it's given back to you. When you feel yourself resistant to help or to the help of others or the generosity of others, remind yourself how it makes you feel when you help someone and remember that others feel the same way when they help you mm-hmm. be open to the generosity of others and allow them to give you the support or help you need when you need it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Goosebumps. Accept that generosity. You might not feel like you need it. Or you might judge yourself because, or, you know, which is, we're going to talk about that here coming up. But I think a lot of times we are judging ourselves when we need help Mm -hmm. and we ask for it because I shouldn't have to ask for help. And that then we're shitting ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. Or you feel guilty. Yeah. Or no guilt, no shame, no shoulds. No judging. All right. Ty Valia. Permanent oneness. The quote this week is, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Do I get to sing again? Harry Dixon Lowe's. I'm going to let it shine. Everybody knows the words, right? Right. (laughs) We've all heard it growing up, whether we've been, uh, grew up in a church or or not. Right. right? That you should know this. But think, take, take a step back and think from an, open perspective a non-religious perspective on how you can shine your light into the world okay because um the well, and you think about it because i always visualized it too um we would sing it like a candlelight visuals right like we have the little candlelight mm-hmm. but if you're a little candle it's really cool candle. if you've never been to a candlelight vigil of any kind mm-hmm. um sometimes they have them like around christmas time mm-hmm. or, and everybody gets a candle and you think about the actual oh, my, my heart centers live in this <laughs> your light 
compared with your light compared, you know, uh-huh. and we all are shining together. How bright is that going to be? I was at this uh, networking training event um, one time and the speaker is, he's amazing and he's super attractive right but he did this whole he was the speaker for like the whole week and um but he did this whole thing with candles everybody got a candle and he started with a and he had everybody stand in a big circle in the middle of the room move all the chairs and tables out of the way and he stood in the middle with a candle and he started his teaching and oh you've talked about this before and then he reached out and lit one person's candle and he said something positive to them, specifically them, like looked them in the eyes. And he did this with um, several people through the room. And then we were to turn around and then do like five more people each. Right. Oh. And so from one little light of generous generous awareness of kindness and how it spread that that room was so dark with just that one little flame in the middle and it was so bright and we were all in tears because it was very powerful um you know when we wrapped up and then the lights went back on and we uh, blew our candles out because we're you know in a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's probably good. I've been to the ones too where you go then and you put it like, you know, somewhere safe. Like there's like a sand or a thing that you go put the candle in mm-hmm. at the end. So everyone's candles are burning in one spot. Like, and it creates this really cool glow in the dark. It's really, it is really cool. Yeah. So the culmination of yoga practice occurs when our heart mind is completely pure and our buttons are gone. How many of us are like, you're pushing my buttons? What button is that? What is triggering you? Yeah. What is that button? I mean, isn't that the goal? That's been a year to not have any buttons. Yeah. I think the best that we can do every day is have awareness around Mm -hmm. our buttons. So Mm -hmm. I'm excited that there's a, you know... The this, less, the more they're pushed, right? Like the more their battery wears out if you don't engage it. Right. If you don't send electricity to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Pay it no mind. I love that. This state of equanimity is a lofty goal that few attain. Yet even in the very likely event that this goal is never reached, Engaging in the practices of yoga will improve your life immensely. It's more about the means than the end, the journey rather than the goal. Why not aim high and enjoy the benefits of moving toward that goal? Why not? Take the journey. Think about the journey. Kaivalya literally means aloneness and is the final state of emancipation where we are not affected by any conditioning in our heart mind whatsoever. This is where we've broken all those agreements that society placed on us. So we de-domesticate ourselves. We de-domesticated ourselves because we did the work to find out what is true for us. 
we broke those agreements, which we'll get into the four agreements. No, anybody rocking right now? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what are you doing to return? <laughs> the inner light of awareness shines right through our consciousness to illuminate the world around us, turning any action into a selfless, compassionate offering to that awareness. One of the things that came up for me while reading this chapter was um, that I can think of actual real humans that I feel have attained Kavalia. And the number one for me that came up was like Mother Teresa. She has servant heart Mm -hmm. that like just purely here to serve. So some English words and phrases that may reflect some characteristics of Kaivalya because um, Kaivalya is such a complicated translation. Right. So some English words that reflect some of those characteristics are permanent oneness, quiet simplicity, conscious isolation emancipation, freedom, liberation, and enlightenment. Conscious isolation. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Mm Because we we don't talk about that very often, Mm -hmm. about being able to sit in the calm Mm -hmm. and how when we do that and we're able to be calm, we actually can, that's how when we process our triggers, right? Mm -hmm. Now, this might sound somewhat familiar to a lot of you uh, out there. As our heart mind clears, it returns back to its true nature of sattva, exhibiting all positive qualities such as virtue, nonviolence, kindness, and compassion. When I read that, I thought of that old verse, love is patient, love is kind, love does not envy, love does not boast, it's in first Corinthians, yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool, right? It's all the same idea. Right. And when you I mean, because I I didn't know, but med- I was basically meditating on that, mm-hmm. right? These are the things that I want to be, that I want to come from love. And I want to be, you know, meditating on that verse growing up. Like mm-hmm. that really resonated with me. And I love think is patient. Love, love is, is kind. kind. Love does not envy. And it you can ask rest. yourself yeah. these questions. Am I patient? Am I kind? Do I envy? Do I boast? And those things will help you get some of those buttons worked on, right? Um, there have been accounts of people considered to be enlightened. It is important to distinguish between a person who teaches about spirituality and one who has attained Kaivalya. Many teachers well-versed in the ancient scriptures can transfix an audience with their knowledge and charisma. Yet behind the scenes, they act unethically. A truly enlightened being will have no interest in power, money, or fame. With a healthy ego, he or she will treat all others equally and will never abuse the sacred relationship with his or her followers. Again, they're not looking for power, money, or fame. Sitting in the presence of this person calms and quiets us, and asking questions seems pointless. He or she is like a clear mirror that shows us exactly who we are. not in a mean or judgmental no. way this isn't like you're blah 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 that's not what we're talking about no. this is like you're just know 
like mm-hmm. you're yeah. calm and like you just feel better yeah. and you you just access mm-hmm. your your heart i think uh, i think mother teresa gandhi yeah yeah just being a gift to the world yeah without anything in return so what are some of the practices to help us get there because that's a like a really lofty goal so how do we practice adding the ability to be in our lives okay well let's uh let's go over the thoughts this week okay i look forward to spending time alone with myself Do you look forward to spending time alone with yourself? I know that I didn't used to at all. It takes practice. That that voice in my head was not somebody I wanted to listen to. Right. Like screaming at me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Okay. I wasn't listening to myself. So do you look forward to spending time alone with yourself? Right. I strive for a quiet, content heart mind that enjoys moments of solitude. One of my favorite things around my house here is the view from my back porch, which is just like the trees. In the, the sun glistens through the leaves. Yeah, the way the sunlight shines through the trees and stuff and the rays of sunlight. And, and now it, the leaves are changing. It's gorgeous. It's my favorite place. And I, when I have the opportunity to just sit and be, I just sit and be. And it, it has had to. You even put your meditation chair by the window so you can look out at different trees. Like if the weather's nasty, <laughs> yeah. I can still sit inside and look outside. Yeah, um, for the I think for the next few readings anyway, um, I am gonna try to set up by the window in the living room so that I can share my my trees with you guys. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Anyway, um. <laughs> Our third thought this week is realizing that everything changes over time gives me a sense of non-attachment and freedom from the external world. Everything changes over time, even though this moment may feel overwhelming Mm -hmm. or this moment is super joyful. It's not going to always be one thing. Mm -hmm. Yep. I think that sometimes we think that to be happy and joyful it's like going to be a constant thing Mm -hmm. but you still have to cultivate it when you get there right Mm -hmm. you're still going to cultivate your joy you're still going to cultivate these things Mm -hmm. because it's practice and fall is a beautiful reminder that everything changes (sighs) one more time fall is a beautiful reminder that everything changes i love that so much Charlie. exercises this week Sit quietly and contemplate the purpose of seeking the extraordinary. Is your ego, is it your ego that seeks this? How will seeking the extraordinary help you be content? If you can be happy with only yourself, oh, see if you can be happy with only yourself and nothing else. Can you be happy with just yourself? Think about what you are seeking. If it is on the outside, are you attached to it? Maybe it is a spiritual teacher who directs you inward. If so, when this teacher dies, will you mourn his outer form or continue your journey inward, meeting the teacher's essence anytime you wish? I hope that you would honor your energy of the teacher, right? Mm -hmm. That you would spend time. Mm -hmm. That you wouldn't just be like, oh, 
They're dead. Bye. Right. And sometimes the teacher is your inner knowing, mm-hmm. your inner self. So spending time with yourself can be very therapeutic in many ways. And the last exercise this week is the big question. Are you comfortable being alone? And if not, why? Oh, and that that wraps up and that's a wrap folks the yoga sutras and 52 small changes for the mind um next series is the four agreements and the four agreements companion book because we're gonna dive deep we're gonna dig deep and you can find your own copies of these books on our website at uh, www.womeninleadershipbsmb.com and just remember you are already valid You are already enough. You are already amazing. We'll see you next time. Namaste. As entrepreneurs, we feel it is our duty to give. This quarter's cause of the quarter is the Tears Foundation. The Tears Foundation seeks to compassionately lift a financial burden from families who have lost a child by providing funds to assist with the cost of burial or cremation services. They also offer parents comprehensive bereavement care in the form of grief support groups and peer companions. To find out more or to donate today, go to thetearsfoundation.org. Thank you for joining us today on the Women in Leadership Body, Soul, Mind, and Business podcast. Please download the podcast on your favorite podcast player. We love you and we will see you next time. Namaste.